0: These big companies, they, people are hard. They're, people make careers out of this stuff, okay? Understanding these idea systems by which people are governed, what moves us, okay? And they create products and they create uh, advertisements and commercials and ways that will tap into those idea systems. Episode 15 of the Walking Closer Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Como. This episode is a part of a series of episodes addressing our minds, or more specifically, our thoughts and feelings. Now, our last episode has simply presented the reality that we have the power to place our minds on whatever we choose. Today, I want us to dive into something Dallas Willard mentions in Renovation of the Heart, and that is the fact that we are governed by ideas. So let's get started. Jonathan Edwards said temples have their images and we see what influence they have always had over a great part of mankind but in truth the ideas and images in men's minds are the invisible powers that constantly govern them and to these they all pay universally a ready submission. This quote speaks to the reality that we are all ruled by ideas, ways of thinking about and interpreting things. Our individual, if you will, idea system by which we are ruled develops along with us as we grow up from a, a, as a child. Uh, things like what we are taught, the expectations that surround us, the behaviors of the community of people, In which we're raised, our families, our church, our school, our friends, all these things work together and shape us. And a part of what is being shaped along the way is a system of ideas that will govern us throughout our lives it's really what's behind our own expectations of ourselves and other people it's what's behind how we think things should function in the home as it were or things that uh, uh, how we think things should function in a marriage among our friends how we think society should function our expectations of our spouses uh, and the work for everything uh, it, it shapes our work ethics how we function in the community uh, it shapes how we how we deal with life, how we approach life, how we tackle life how how we live this life now, the system of ideas is like many other things, so fundamental and essential uh, to us and to our life and to how we approach life that we are often not even aware that they exist, that they are at work within us. See our idea system allows us to to not have to necessarily think about every little thing. And so as the system is developed, it just produces actions and responses. And we're often not even aware of the ideas that govern us. Like they're just there and they just exist. And to actually talk about them, like you might be actually listening to this and wondering, what is he talking about? Like, what do you mean I'm governed by a system of ideas or an idea system? Uh, we even have a difficult time talking about these things and because we they're just there they just exist they just are um and we don't really have to think about how they function they just do they're formed and shaped with us as we are formed and shaped uh, as we grow in this world and it 's something that we really need to try to grasp as much as possible, okay, especially when it comes to this whole renewing process this this concept of us being transformed and we 're starting with the mind and transforming the thoughts and the feelings and, and and how all this works together we have to we really need to try our best to get a firm grip on this very concept that we are governed by ideas that is we are ruled by ideas and these ideas they are there oftentimes we're not even aware that they are there or even aware of what they are okay it's the reason behind our expectations our perceptions the lens through which we perceive life uh, it's it's behind so much of who we are as people let me give you let me give you an example or well, a couple examples here uh of what we're talking about so um I have to tell you, you know, we're we're towards the end of what's referred to as Lent season. Uh, you may come from a faith tradition, if you come from a faith tradition at all, um, that uh, you know you're not familiar with Lent. Or maybe you know about it, you've heard of it, but it's not something you participate in. Um, but this is something that I have engaged in uh, this year, and uh, the idea of giving up something that I could not take back was was very attractive to me. So for Lent, I decided to give up something that I couldn't take back. So what can you give up that you can't take back? Well, I decided to give up ignorance. Ignorance of an issue, okay, of a subject, of a topic. And the one that I chose uh, was women's issues. Uh, Things like inequality, violence against women, sexual abuse, harassment. You know, the whole Me Too movement um, that's going on is indicative of some of these things. um, So forth and so on. So women's issues, okay? So I decided, what I decided to do was... Uh throughout um these forty days, I decided to that I would interview some women from uh different backgrounds, upbringings, different careers, different ages, different ways of thinking, etc. Uh, throughout the 40 days. Um, and I, I'm not going to fully disclose what I have learned uh at this point in this podcast, but um what my eyes have been open to really confirms what we're talking about here, the fact that we're governed by ideas, and it's really what's behind a um, large part of who we are. The, the, the expectations okay, that both males and females have of themselves and of the opposite gender is based on the ideas by which they are governed. The ideas of, for instance, masculinity, what it means to be a man, how we treat women how we view women, uh, was formed as we developed in those ideas are what rule or govern our thoughts, our perceptions, our actions towards women. And the same thing is true for females. If, if you grow up in a male-dominant world, male or female, if you grow up in a male-dominant world, an environment where women are objectified, treated as second-class citizens, that's probably the role you will assume and probably won't see anything wrong with it or even know that it's an issue or that there is a different way to function. If you grew up in an environment where uh, violence against women was normal, more than likely, there's a good chance that you're going to grow up and those actions, those treatment of women, well, that will be seen as normal to you. In fact, from the women who grew up in those environments, it becomes something that is expected, so the same thing goes with females that's why you have some women who are abused and mistreated, but see nothing wrong with it. just they just think it's normal or oh, that's just the way it is now that's just an example that I want to give you I think this really uh, helps to confirm this concept okay that there's these ideas, an idea system that forms within us. Um, as we grow, and it's, it's formed from the teachings and from the environment, just simply the environment in which we uh, were raised, and all the factors that are involved in all this information. And it includes the media that we, we, we take in, the movies that we watch, the, the culture as, as a whole plays a huge part uh, in this. Okay, And we need to become aware of that, especially as cultures change, as things move and form and shape. Okay, And, and I think it's, it's largely a, a big part of why we have such a difficulty with change, okay, Because change oftentimes goes away, goes against it, 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 it. There's a conflict with the idea system that governs us. Okay, let me give you a few more more examples. The Dallas Willard actually touches on this in the renovation of the heart. I want you to think about a few things here. We're going to talk about ideas. What do we mean about ideas? You know, what do you think about when you think about freedom? okay especially in our country what do you think about when you think about freedom freedom is a big thing right um, there are certain concepts and and pictures and images that you have of freedom and what that means that was that was that was shaped okay by the culture by the environments in which you lived and in fact what you think of freedom depending upon which era and and, and even today uh, what you think of freedom and what that looks like is dependent upon who you are what the class of citizen that you might be viewed as, whether you're upper class, middle class, lower class, below poverty level, etc., what race you are, white, black, Hispanic, what gender you are. like there's, there's all these concepts of freedom, and your idea of what freedom is and what that looks like is largely dependent upon these factors. Okay, But that's an idea, the idea of freedom and what it is. is something that is fed to you. It's something that um, it grows with you. Right? You have the idea of, of education. Like, what do you think about when you think about education? Now, some people, the idea of education is simply this you have a degree on your wall. And for other people, it has less to do with the degree and more to do with the experience, okay, the experience that you have. Um, being educated on the streets, uh, being self educated, okay? Uh, when you think about happiness, what do you think about? What comes to your mind? Okay. What comes to your mind is directly connected to the idea system that governs you. Okay. What happiness looks like and what it means, uh, whether you think happiness is a bank full of money, or you think happiness is you know, a, 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 a nice big house in the suburbs, or you might think happiness is, is a nice log cabin out in the middle of nowhere. That's, that's what I think of when I think of happiness. Okay. Happiness to me is uh, you know, in the middle of nowhere, um, and that has a lot to do with the governing ideas okay that 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 through which i live life um lots of factors are are involved in this when you think about the american dream i say the american dream what do you think about what comes to your mind there's a certain idea of what the american dream is when you think about things like uh what what it means to be feminine or what it means to be masculine okay what you think about whenever i say those terms is Shaped or the picture is painted based on the idea system by which you are governed, okay, which has everything to do with the environment in which you were raised, you were brought up, the influences that you had as a child throughout your life and continue to have, okay? Uh, you, wanna, you wanna see ideas in action? Just look closely to the, the mediums of like a, a pop culture. Things like movies and music and fashion and the arts, etc. There there are, think about this, there are massive efforts in place to push certain ideas before our minds through things like commercials, like movies and music, again. And advertisements, think about advertisements. You have things that are called push advertisements and you have pull advertisements. Push advertisements try to push certain products towards customers using big ads and attention-grabbing claims to, to put Products into our minds. are supposed to paint these ideas like this is what I need, or those products are supposed to uh, attract us based on certain ideas by which we are governed. Then you have pool advertising, uh, which targets just specific, the, the right customers, right, at the right time, and, and it pulls them, as it were, towards a product. And that pool comes from these products that are attracted by the ideas by which we are governed, or should we say the ideas by which we are governed, or attracted by these products. I'm going to think, what about my favorite commercials? My favorite, my favorite commercials uh, is a Matthew McConaughey commercial uh, for the Lincoln MKX. And uh, my wife says that he's my man crush. It's not about just Matthew McConaughey, though, okay? It, it is. It, I, and I know people will disagree with this, I personally think that those are some of the best commercials. I mean, they work. They work for me. They, they, the ideas by which I am governed are attracted by those commercials. Like, they get my attention. Everything from the music uh, to the camera work, the shots, um, I, everything about those commercials, especially the one where they have him falling backwards Okay? in a, in a nice tuxedo, I think it's a, tux- a nice suit at least, into an, an infinity pool. You know, I watch that, and I'll be honest. I want to dress up in a nice suit and fall backwards in an infinity pool. Okay, I know the commercials. It's all about the vehicle. Okay, um, but that's attractive to me. Like whenever I see that, like I want that. Okay and if driving that will, will make me feel like that's and i guess that that is a part of the part of the i mean obviously there's a lot that goes into why these commercials are the way they want what they're attracting. but that's the, that's the point the point is there are people who understand this and they use that to their advantage okay uh, these big companies they people are hard they're, people make careers out of this stuff okay understanding these idea systems by which people are governed what moves us okay and they create products and they create uh, advertisements and commercials and, and ways that will tap into those idea systems and attract people and make people want those things. That's how our culture works. I mean, that, that's the system in which we, we live. There's freedom for you, right? There's the American dream, okay? It taps into things like the, what, you, what it means to be feminine and masculine and, and, and happiness and, and so forth and, and so on. So uh, these are just, again, examples of ideas that surround us, okay, um, that, 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 that govern us. And when we think about what it means to be freedom, we have our ideas of education, happiness, and what it, what it means to be a male and a female, or to have the American dream, or even what it, what it takes to, to get the American dream, right, to, for it to actually become a, a reality. Now, part of the transformation process is recognizing the ideas that we're governed by, especially those that do not reflect the ideas Jesus embodied and taught. So we have the ideas that govern a world away from God and the ideas that govern a world under God. What we need to come to realize are the ideas that govern us, uh, like those ideas that do not embody who Jesus was and what he taught those faulty ideas okay when we have to replace them with the ideas that Jesus embodied and taught so and this 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 is not necessarily though an easy process it 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 can get rough okay it it can get painful because it's it's a battle for the mind and in many ways it will feel like you are fighting against yourself what fighting against what is normal what seems natural for you and I actually experienced a taste of uh, just a taste, just the taste. I experienced a taste of this when I interviewed uh, various women over um, this Lenten season. And here's what's interesting. So I came up with a set of questions that I was going to ask the women that I was going to sit with, right? And I, I thought that I was being uh, conscious about how I worded things. I, I wanted things to to be appropriate. Um, I I thought about you know what it would be like if someone asked my wife these questions, and you know the wording didn't be appropriate, etc. And so, uh, not so much about being politically correct. Uh, however, I, you know there's it's a conversation with uh, all the women. uh are married women, by the way. Um, maybe I should have tried to get some single women in there as well. Uh, nevertheless, um, <laughs> I digress. I, I thought about what I was going to ask, and I thought I was careful about how I worded these questions. Okay, And I I started realizing that even the way I worded some of the questions I was asking, they actually reflected the male-dominant culture in which I was raised. And, And as I progressed through the interviews, it was quite difficult. To figure out even how to word the questions, like what was the appropriate way to talk about these issues, because it it, it wasn't natural. Uh, the the questions were contingent upon, uh, I mean, I mean, directly connected to, should I say, and you could see it <laughs> the the culture in which I was raised, and not even being aware of it, not not even being aware that these um, that the way that I worded things and how I was going to ask these questions. Uh, reflected those issues, and I I, I realized that my questions reflected at least somewhat the fact that when we talk about women's issues, we talk about them like it's their problems, right? But but the reality is, these aren't women's issues; they're men's issues. They're problems because of men and because of how men uh, act and because of how men uh, treat women. Like we we they are the victims in so many ways in, in cases and. And so um, that was hard, and there was some uncomfortable, and that was just a taste. I mean, was, this is nothing cataclysmic necessarily. Um, I was already aware of a lot of the issues that are there. Um, people in my own life, I know I'm close with women who have uh, suffered um, lots of issues okay, at the hands of, of men um, and, and other people, but um, the issues here are, are predominantly you know, come through the hands of men. It's it's a male dominant culture, and uh, men who are being raised a certain way to understand masculinity, what it means to be a man, and in so many ways, what I have been led to believe, um, really, really, um, are not are not good. We're not good. But th- that's all I'll say about that at this point. Um, but I just wanted that to show you, see, uh, just a small example of how even I, you know. Uh, even as small as this is, you know, it, it got a little uncomfortable and a little rough trying to figure out. Okay, you know, I see what's going on here. How do I change what seems so natural to me to talk about in certain ways, all right? And use certain phrases, and not even think that, well, the way you're even talking about it reflects the issue. Okay, and I want it to reflect more uh, that my um, the reality that you know, I was more aware uh, of things. And um, of course, my approach to this was not, you know, these aren't uh, men's issues. These are, um, or or these problems aren't real. Uh, My approach was knowing and and aware of things. And I just really wanted to get a woman's perspective on what it's like to be a woman. Um, So just a small taste of that, okay? It's not necessarily an easy process. It can be rough and, and it can be painful, but uh, what do we do? Well, we, we've got to be proactive. We, we got to engage the process. We got to be, in other words, we got to be very intentional about becoming more self-aware of our thoughts. You might say, well, why? Why? Because the thoughts we think represent the ideas that govern us. That's our key. That is our interest. That's how we're going to come to understand and see the ideas that govern us. Because our thoughts, our thoughts, that's where they come from. Now, we're going to go ahead and stop this episode here. But in the next episode, this is what we're going to dive into. How do we go about doing all of this? This, this, this renewal process, right? Dealing with and coming to understand the ideas by which we are governed. Determining or realizing which ones are, are, are like the ideas that govern the world away from God. And how how do we how do we how do we fill ourselves with how do we replace those ideas with the ideas that Jesus embodied and taught? Well, that, that's what we're going to talk about next time uh, on the next on, on the Walking Closer podcast. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and share and connect with me on the Walking Closer Facebook page. Drop me a message or. Any questions that you may have, make sure to join us next time as we explore becoming like Jesus from the inside out.